Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin and I'm the Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now, today I'm being joined by Steve Wood, who is the Chief Product Officer at Boomi. Now, before I bring him on, I do just want to give you a bit of background on Steve so you know what we're talking about today. So Steve is a man of many talents, having begun his career as a chemist. However, he quickly transitioned to IT development and hasn't looked back since. He discovered his passion for startups while working at CERN and went out to founding Informavores, which would later be acquired by Salesforce. Steve also founded ManyWho, which was acquired by Dow when he took on his current role at the company. So Steve, welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, no, thank you. Good to be here. Of course. Now, Steve, you're joining us today to talk about all things metadata, and we're going to be paying particular regard to how it ties into data privacy and machine learning. So before we delve into that, because obviously there's a lot to kind of unpack when it comes to metadata, I'd like to first talk about data analytics or data analysis. So you've spoken before about how many companies, you know, have succumbed to privacy lawsuits from consumers and governments. So where do you feel that they are being caught out with this? I think when we look at the the landscape of customers that we have and we've looked at the market, I mean, it's it, in a variety of areas. I think the one that has intrigued me, I suppose, is, is that I think customers are getting much more aware of the value of their own data. When I think about it, you know, there was this rise of, you are the product apps, if you like, where the app is free, but your data is being used, has really informed consumers about their own data rights. And obviously that's led to legislation, both in Europe, as well as uh, here, actually in California, where I am in in Silicon Valley, we just actually launched, uh, there's a new data privacy law that's very similar to GDPR that came out. Actually, I think it just kicked in in, in January. But I think organizations are just getting caught up because they're realizing just what it takes to really understand the data that they are themselves collecting. I mean, obviously for organizations like Facebook that, you know, that's kind of their business, that's one thing. But for many companies, when they look at consumer data or business data that they're storing, there's a critical question of like, okay, where is this data being stored? You may have heard the expression of dark data, but the whole concept of dark data has become more important than ever. And dark data is really data that you have in systems, but you actually don't know if you have it. You don't know where it is. It's just data that's being collected maybe by lines of business or historical systems. And it's kind of looking out and thinking, okay, where is all this data? So if a consumer makes a data request or a business for their data to be uh, retrieved or forgotten, if you like deleted, there's that critical question of like, uh, gosh, you know, where is all this data? And it sounds trivial, but actually as organizations grow, that becomes a very critical problem to solve. So that's kind of where we feel they're being caught out. I mean, in many ways, they're being caught out from API leaks to all sorts of things. But that's the one that we're probably most critically interested in. There's a lot of areas there that people are kind of getting hit hard with. And you mentioned CCPA, and obviously we've got GDPR over here. And, you know, these data governance laws seem to be getting you know stricter and stricter. And they're really hovering over companies to try and make sure they comply to all of this. So... Why might they turn to metadata for insights rather than, you know, just analyzing actual data? The thing about data is, obviously, there's you, know, you can look at the actual data itself, but you can uncover a lot more from metadata. So if I give you an example, 
that is like a lineage. You know, it may be that you have a set of data in your organization, but if you don't understand how it got there, it may be that you're inadvertently storing customer information through the processing of that data. So for example, I might have, say, like uh, my social security number in the U.S., then that gets adapted and processed and parsed, and it ends up in another system where it might be called A, B, C, D, et cetera, and then, you know, make it past other systems and chopped up a bit and aggregated and formed something else. But that piece of data is still my social security number. So it's hard to really understand. If you just look at the raw data, it can be hard sometimes to understand what it is you're actually looking at. Is that an individual's personal data or is that coming from somewhere else? So... The metadata gives us information about what we believe that this data is, but also we can start to look at the metadata across the organization and track lineage to understand, okay, where did that data actually come from and how did that information actually get generated? So that's an example or things like, you know, income, we can understand like how that calculation was occurred, which pieces of information were used to actually get that piece of data about the customer, et cetera. So understanding the metadata is quite important, particularly when you need to understand how to get rid of a customer's data from systems. So that's an example, I guess, of how metadata gives an additional set of insights about the data that you're storing. Okay, then. So how would you kind of approach companies then who are looking to kind of implement metadata who aren't necessarily doing it previously? What are the kind of main takeaways and ease of use, really, I guess would be a a better question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I suppose actually... If you're storing data, you're kind of already in the business of metadata, but there are increasingly tools that help with that. So for example, you know, in your database, you're already storing metadata about the data when you structure it and then you store it in your system. You're already kind of in that business. The key piece though is managing it all and understanding it all. So there are tools, for example, that can go in and really look at deep at your metadata across your organization and give you an aggregate view. But it can be something, you know, like it sort of sounds like it's complicated. I often think like metadata sounds particularly scary or kind of strange or whatever. But I mean, many organizations already store tons of metadata about customers uh, or about users or whatever. I'm just going to stick with customers for now. Mm. But the analysis can be quite challenging for them to actually understand what they do have. I mean, I'll take a really basic example. Forget right to be forgotten, but even just simple things like, you know, across the organization, do you define customer in the same way? You might have in... SAP customers defined in one structure over in Salesforce, it's described in another structure over in Oracle, it's described in another structure. So as a business, even just the simple task of saying, who are all of our customers is first going, well, actually we've structured them differently in different systems. So to get an aggregate view means actually I need to kind of bring that metadata together, map it together to understand which things go where, like for example, maybe something as simple as I store their whole name in one system and I store their first name, middle name and last name in another system. And I store a, you know, a longer postcode in one system than I do in another. So just kind of bring that all together. It can be quite challenging for organizations, just something as simple as that. Many organizations just haven't had the rigor to think about how they actually structure the data that they're storing across all the systems that they have. So if you want to get an aggregate view of that information. The first job is looking at the metadata and understanding, okay, well, we've got to come up with a common structure here before we can even do this analysis. I don't know if that gives you a little flavor for it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think that's uh, a good approach to take. And I like that you mentioned customers and consumers there, because another point I wanted to kind of move on to is obviously data privacy is such a, a massive priority, not just for consumers, but businesses, you know, they kind of meld together. So what can be said for metadata in relation to data privacy? We've done some interesting work on that just to see if we can infer more about your data by looking at the metadata itself. I mean, partly we've been challenged by that a little bit because we don't store data at Boomi typically. With some data we do store, but we're not in the the business of data storage. So in some ways it was a challenge for us to look at that. It's kind of like uh, the the guitarist of the White Stripes. So he, he used to say that actually when he wrote his music, he'd just have an acoustic guitar and then he would turn that into obviously the music that the White Stripes would put out. But for us, it was sort of similar constraint. It's like, okay, well, we have the metadata, so what can we infer? What can we get out from it? And we started to see that actually from the metadata, we could infer you know, information about privacy, et cetera. But organizations do need to think about metadata in the sense of like, it does store very powerful information also about the customer. Actually, I'll give an example that's not actually about a consumer, but it'll just get your head thinking about it. There's, you know, when you take a picture, for example, Obviously, the data is the picture, typically, is what you think about. But then there's the metadata of the picture, which gives a lot of other information about the consumer. Or this was actually a case about animals, actually. But it gives information about location, uh, gives information about exposure, gives information time. All that kind of stuff is in the metadata. It's the kind of the, the structural metadata as well as the descriptive metadata of that picture can be very powerful. So, for example, uh, it was a fantastic example of a friend of mine who runs a photo sharing business. And he said that they stopped sharing photos of wildlife because poachers were using this metadata to identify where wildlife were located and then going out and hunting for them. It sort of came from the picture saying that's an animal that has a, you know, a, uh, something that we want from it. And then they would, they would use the metadata to actually go out and find that animal. So it's kind of very interesting. The, you know, the data was important, but the metadata was hyper important in terms of their ability to do that. So organizations do need to think about that. There's not just the data, but there's also the metadata and how that structure and descriptions also inform the information that you have about them. Do you think that's kind of happening widespread? Because obviously, you know, data is the main focus of what people pay attention to from a security and all that element. But uh, do you think there needs to be more of a focus on this metadata that organizations might not be putting in, as, as, as you just mentioned there? I think it depends on the organization, obviously, for different motivations. I think it's definitely something that needs to be considered, you know, quite reasonably, like what is the metadata that you are storing about the customers and is that specific to customers or not? So, yeah, I think it's definitely worth a fair bit of consideration. Machine learning and AI is, is such a big topic and, and a resource that people are looking to tap into more and more. So so what kind of you know ML or AI modeling does metadata necessitate to really deliver valuable insights to the C-suite? Yeah, so it, we, we've been doing quite a bit of work on this across the board with metadata. I mean, doing predictive metadata to help you build things faster so we can actually predict the kinds of things that you're going to do inside of our platform. But I wouldn't say that that's necessarily of great appeal to like the C-suite. But for us, when we look at, say, C-suite use cases, one of the things that we noticed was that, you know, one, we talked previously, we can give you a lot of information about, you know, the personally identifiable information. We can tell you kind of where it's going in terms of, we can say, hey, did you know that, you know, you've moved a whole bunch of uh, customer information from 
the United States to the UK or from the United States to Canada and data privacy laws are changing, you need to be aware of that. We can actually infer that from metadata. We can understand when that information is going over because we've tagged it. We know that uh, certain data sets are tagged as being PII. So if we see that through the metadata being mapped over to different locations, we can give the C-suite that kind of information, which is super powerful. It gives you a sense of liability. It doesn't give you the full data privacy or data protection story, but it gives you an indicator that you know through the connectivity of systems that your data is moving in a way that maybe you don't want it to for legal reasons. But we also notice other kind of interesting things like, for example, if we understand the structure of your data to say like, hey, that... That structure represents new customers, say, for example, through the metadata and through actually seeing the movement of data through the systems, we can just from the metadata itself see, hey, like the the volume of net new customers going from these systems and those systems and these other systems is down or it's up. So we can kind of see information about the data that's moving. We know it structurally, what kind of data it is. And even without bringing all that data into one place, we can actually give you a sense of the volumes of data moving through your business. So that's another interesting use case. So as a, from a C-suite perspective, we can actually tell you things like, hey, did you know that your case volumes uh, went up last month by 20%, that your net new customers being brought on board in your business was up 50% last month or you know, critically, uh, you know, maybe down 10% last month. And we can do that through looking at the metadata, the movement of the data, as opposed to actually like just looking at the raw data itself and saying, well, we've got 300 records last month that were added and 500 were added this month. That looking at the core data and having to look at the data itself means that the data all needs to be in one place. And for many organizations, that's not necessarily feasible that all the data is all in one place. So the metadata, again, some powerful use cases of like understanding where your data is going to give information about PII, give you information about your business, like case or customer volumes, where I started or dark data and actually helping discover like, hey, you know, did you know C-suite that you are making some very critical business decisions based on the data over here? But we, in, in analyzing your landscape, we've actually noticed that the data over here is structurally very similar. In fact, actually, we think it may even be the same data you're storing over here. And actually, did you know that like you've got a whole set of data over here that you're not actually using in your analysis? So you may actually be making inaccurate decisions when you're making judgment calls based on your dashboards that you're looking at. So again, it's, it's, it's very powerful for us to be able to do that analysis, to understand similarity, privacy, volumes, all that kind of you know, structure uh, to give you insights into your business without having to kind of centralize all your data into one place. That's probably the way, the way I think about it. And we can do that using machine learning and intelligence because we can understand the lineage, we can understand the structures and the similarity, we can understand the connectivity between those things. So we're seeing a rise in that for sure. And we're not the only ones who've spotted this, by the way, other vendors in, in our space are, are doing similar things and providing similar insights to the C-suite. You're 100% right. That kind of information is invaluable. And if organizations are using it effectively, then it can be a real tool in their arsenal to kind of take that information and improve. So I think that's really interesting to kind of look at and take that approach. As we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to end with your kind of thoughts of what you think is in store for the future of metadata or what you hope is in store for it. It's a good question. I mean, in some ways, I mean, metadata, it's sort of uh, like, you know, what innovation can there be in there, given that it's sort of, it's a structural uh, concept. But 
I think actually it's it's that there will be less domain specific. So today, a lot of metadata is really considered within a certain domain, like data storage. There are sort of certain metadata constructs for databases and data storage systems. They could definitely do with more standardization there. But then there's metadata about APIs and stuff like that. There's metadata about EDI type transfers. There's metadata about also applications, application development metadata use there. And all of that metadata is kind of informing how your business operates. Um, but they tend to be held within the, those domains. You don't tend to see analysis that goes across the, sort of the, the data storage domain into the API domain, into the application development domain, and kind of bring all that together to go, hey, here holistically is how you know, data is flowing through your organization, how it's being manipulated, changed, presented, uh, provided uh, to your customers, your employees, your partners, whatever it might be. So I, I, I think the future will be that actually metadata spans more domains in terms of technology, spans probably more domains also in industry, but spans more domains and then gives us a much more holistic view of how our businesses are operating. And I think generally speaking, um, most applications and most developments going on is starting to see this move towards metadata over code. So even in machine learning and intelligence, as we notice as technology simplifies tasks for end users, they shift from kind of code-centric to metadata-centric models. And that metadata that people are creating for how machine learning models are trained or how applications work, all that kind of stuff, all of that can really help inform how businesses actually operate. And the more I think you understand how your business operates, the more powerfully you can manage it, the more effectively you can drive it forward. So that, that's where I think the future will go with metadata or where I hope it will go. <laughs> where you hope it will go. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I think it's such a, a useful tool and something that needs to be kind of rolled out more widespread and then it gives uh, better insights and understanding. So, Steve, I really appreciate you kind of coming on the podcast today and just walking us through all of this and, and giving your thoughts on it. It's been great. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the time. Of course. And thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this podcast. We hope you got a, a lot of information from it. Make sure you do go subscribe to this podcast at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasting fix. We'll be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Expert series. Thank you once again to Steve and we'll see you all back here next week. You've been listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.